Hello, thanks for checking out the podcast. Appreciate that. If you want to stay up to date with all things Kid Carson Show, please, please, would you text me sometime? 337-0968. 604-337-0968. You're listening to the Kid Carson Show. Okay, can I tell you about this uh this billboard I saw? Sure. This is insane. Um, and I took a photo of it on my uh, on my phone, so obviously I want to I want to pull it up here and quickly read it because I want I don't want to misquote it. Okay, so it's it's a billboard of a the cutest kid you've ever seen. This cutest I don't know how old how old is that kid? Look at the photo. I'd say like a year, a year and a half, yeah, a year maybe and a, half. a year. Um, this beautiful baby, and underneath it says, "The most loving gift you can give your first child is to not have another." Yeah, it's a depopulation billboard. The web and it has a website it directs you to. One planet, one child dot org. Oh my gosh. The most loving gift you can give your first child is to not have another. I I I I, I stopped in my tracks and I I, I stunned. Well, you have three kids. Well, so you'd be insulted by this, of course. Of course. I have a stepdaughter who I met when she was four and a half, who's now, you know turning 16 in a few weeks, actually. And then uh, I've got two beautiful boys. And I'll tell you something. The most loving gift that I gave Axel, who's six, is to give him a brother. The way they interact, the way they hang, the way that they love each other is the most beautiful thing I've ever witnessed in my freaking life. That is the most loving gift you can give. And I'll tell you, it's not easy having a bunch of kids. It's actually extremely hard. It's extremely hard, especially when... uh, Axel was like, you know, three-ish, and then we had a newborn. So you got a three-year-old and a newborn. Like that was like at one point, my wife and I looked at each other and go, Well, what have we done? What have we done? It was so hard. There was so much madness. And, you know, it's one thing to have one baby. That's hard enough having just a newborn baby. That's that's insane. But then to have like a three-year-old who's now running around and gonna walk into sharp things and and then have a newborn, like it was it was crazy. So that's that, that's a sacrifice you make to give. You know, your your first child, a sibling. Okay. It's a magical thing. What? Which side are you on now? Because now I'm confused. What do you mean? At first you're like, confused? this is awful, but you're like, it's insane to have <laughs> What I'm saying is it's, a, sacri- it's a sacrifice that you make, uh, but it's the a, a most loving sacrifice you make. I, I guess you're right. I weirded that kind of strange. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> All I'm saying is that I, I'm insulted that this billboard campaign will be going around saying the most loving thing you can do is to not give your first child a sibling. It's unbelievable. Who is the, putting the, that the, out there? The, the gall, the, the the set on these people to Gr- be spreading that message. It's grinding your gears. Grinding my gears. And it's all about, yeah. um, and I went to the website, one, one what is it, onechildoneplanet.org, and it's all about depopulation oh. and saying basically, I have the website right in front of me. What, what's their big quote? A global average of one child per woman for 100 years would reduce the population from today's nearly 7.8 billion to below 3 billion. It's about depopulation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know you guys are thinking of uh, having, you know, having another kid. Well, of course, but I also see Peter and Oleg, how they interact. It's the best well, thing. Well, if you want to do a good thing for your stepchildren, don't give them another brother or sister, okay? <laughs> According to these people. <laughs> well, yeah. Is it unreal? It's disgusting, actually. It's, it's disgusting. Here's Kid Carson and Jordan McCloskey. Well, you may have been concerned... Uh, you know, or worried about sending nudes 
online, like sending and texting nudes to someone. I know I'm worried about it all the time. I'm always worried they're going to get leaked. Well, you're a celebrity, so that's it's why. It's a regular, oh my God. <laughs> I'm a, you know, regular uh, sender of nudes. It's all I do, basically. I send a little message. Hey, good morning. How you doing, buddy? Accompany it with a nude. If you're in my circle, you know that. And it's a butt shot from right. Kid Carson. But, but lots of butt shots. That's what I'm all about. Well, turns out, Jordan McCloskey, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're sending nudes or not. Because people are going to see you naked, whether you like it or not. A story came out this morning of some bots that are on a, a, a tear. You know, a bot. It's like a little computer program. Not even real people. It's a bot. It's a little computer program that's going haywire inside of a new chat app called um, Telegram. Have you heard of this one? I've heard of Telegram. Yeah. yeah. People are now, it's kind of like the new WhatsApp. Everyone's on Telegram. And so I'm on Telegram too. So this bot, this collection of bots actually, have been going through Telegram and finding photos of women fully clothed, like headshots, nice pictures of, you know, hey, here we are at the park, like regular photos. And it's it's programmed, these bots, it's, it's digitally removing the clothes off of the women. This has happened over 100,000 women this week. And so they digitally remove the clothes and and make the women naked. Now, what you're seeing is not their actual bodies underneath, right? But they recreate what what the what the computer thinks your body would look like, totally nude. And you cannot tell the difference. It's called a deep fake. Oh my god! It's another version of the deep fake you've probably heard about in the last twelve months. You know where they put a fake face on someone, or you can't tell if it's real or not. Yeah. Or they put celebrity faces over top of uh, adult film stars, and it looks just like the real Jessica Alba, you know, in a weird pretzel position. Well, I get. <laughs> I get commercials on that's not what it, I get commercials on my Instagram for the, the you put your face on like Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah, I got And it. it looks exactly like your face is on this Arnold Schwarzenegger body going, I'll right. be back. So the technology's gone into a wow. weird place where you don't know what's real, what's not. But these collection of bots are just taking regular photos of you hanging out uh, and making them nude. So you're basically without posting nudes, you're posting nudes. So basically don't download Telegram. <laughs> I would not download Telegram. <laughs> Better delete it. Just keep <laughs> right. using WhatsApp. It's not a very good. <laughs> it, it sounds like it's, Telegram sounds like. The, the, you remember Ewing, the Patrick Ewing shoes you'd get? Everybody else had Michael Jordan's, right. which was WhatsApp. Right. But then people like, I got my Ewing's on. And they're like, it's not the same thing. <laughs> they're, not, they're like the cheaper version of the cool running <laughs> yeah, shoes. Yeah. Yeah, Just those, stick with WhatsApp. Those That's the, the Michael that, Jordan. Those are the shoes I had growing up. <laughs> That's the ones I had too. Yeah, I had the Adidas with the two stripes. You're listening to The Kid Carson Show. The Kid Carson Show. Z 95.3. Listen to this. Scientists have measured the shortest interval of time ever recorded. You know, we've got hours, minutes, seconds. Milliseconds. Uh, nanoseconds. <laughs> now they've broken it down even smaller. They've uh, tracked how long it takes a particle of light to cross a single molecule of hydrogen. And the time they clocked it at was 247 zeptoseconds. Oh. A zeptosecond. New in my vocabulary. According to a team of uh, German uh, researchers. Are you sure uh, it wasn't an American scientist named Doc Brown and Marty McFly? Because <laughs> how do they do that? That's like movie stuff. <laughs> a zeptosecond represents a trillionth of a billionth of a second. A trillionth of a billionth of a second. It's the equivalent of the number one written behind a decimal point and 20 zeros. It's also the same amount of time that 
you're going to last in bed with your wife when she finally gets here after not seeing her for six months. <laughs> That's good. It's a good. Let's make love tonight. Don Rickles, <laughs> that's, that's Don Rickles over there. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> oh, God. A Zepto second. A Zepto second. There you go. Put it in your lingo. Yeah. Use it in a sentence today with your kids. Okay. You want to be down here in four Zepto seconds. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's funny because it's my pain. You're listening to The Kid Carson Show. The Kid Carson Show. Zed 95.3. Hey, listen up, Mom. I got the conversation starter for this morning's drive to school for your young son who plays Fortnite. Okay, he's gonna be like, wow, mom, you know everything, you're so cool. And you know, sometimes it's hard to connect, buddy, right? Yeah. What, do we, what do we talk about besides, I don't know. They get to a certain age, right? Lunch, do you have enough lunch money? Like what else are you gonna talk about yeah. beyond that? Um, so this is fascinating. Last night they announced the brand new Hummer. You'll see the connection here in a second. Brand new Hummer. Um, it's kind of a big deal. You know, the Hummer used to be really associated with the, the, being like the, the gas guzzler, horrible for the environment. Remember the first time you ever heard of the Hummer? I still remember to this day, the first time I even knew what a Hummer was way back in the day. And it was uh, a certain celebrity that drove one. And it was such a big deal. It was like the first celebrity to have one because Hummers used to just be in the military. Right. And then, and I think this guy, you know, drove one around LA and people were like, what's going on? This guy's so over the top that he drives this military, you know, vehicle as his, as his day-to-day car. You remember who that guy was? I think I have an idea. Yeah, who? He probably have a cigar in his mouth as he's doing yeah, it. Yeah, you know. I have a headache. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor at all. <laughs> it's not a tumor at all. <laughs> not a tumor. It's not a tumor. Hummers kind of went out of fashion a long time ago. You still see them once in a while. But uh, they're back, and now they're all electric. Anyways, the thing that's interesting about the inside of the Hummer, Mom is that the inside, like the cockpit, the dash, was designed by the guy who invented Fortnite. There you go. There's a conversation started this morning. There you go. So they tapped into, and Fortnite is the most popular video game in the world, by far. Millions and millions and millions of people play online all around the world. Sure. It's it's where it's at. So so what's special about this dashboard? I haven't seen, actually, I haven't seen the dashboard. (laughs) But but now I'm curious to go look it up. I'm like, so what is a guy who invented Fortnite envision as the perfect dash for the inside of a Hummer. Well, see, there's going to be follow-up questions, kid. I don't to their... allow follow-up questions. Because <laughs> when they, they say that, they're the, going to go, I don't have well, the what's answers. special about it, Mom? What's special that it, you just put on Billy Ocean, get out of my car, and <laughs> my juice? No, never mind. <laughs> just got, guy from that. <laughs> no follow-up questions, son. No Let's follow-up. just turn it. <laughs> But mom, I want to know more about that. No, no we'll listen to Billy Ocean. That's all I know, son. <laughs> Live. Live in studio on Z95.3. This is the Kid Carson Show. Here's Kid Carson and Jordan McCloskey. Just off the air, it's funny. A second ago, we were talking about whether or not we wanted to bring up this silly story uh, in out of Japan where they're selling a, something called a fake burger. This is their this is their kind of like their advertising campaign right now. They're announcing a fake turn this off here. How do I turn that off? There we go. Uh, they're, they've announced a thing called the fake burger for Burger King for Burger King in Japan. It's it's a silly it's a it's a marketing ploy. You don't know what the burger is. They have a, the poster with it's blurred out, and you don't know what it is until you get it. It's, it's, it's called a fake burger, and it's blurred so, out. It's not like what a patty is. A patty is usually a brown color, right? This is yellow. 
Yeah, so it's it's some kind of a gimmick. We don't know what it's going to be, but people are already like getting excited. They're lining up to get their hands on this fake burger, even though they have no idea what it is. Is it is it a meatless burger? Is it just a plastic trinket they're selling? <laughs> no one knows, but it's uh, got people talking in, in Japan. So while we were talking about this fake burger thing, you brought up to me off the air a second ago about, the, about your dad's fake ring. <laughs> and this is a little controversy in your family. And so that's what I'm more interested in and the fake burger thing. Tell me again. You haven't told me the whole story. I said, wait, tell me on the air. So what happened just before you got married? Well, yeah, Leanne and I, we eloped and I was going to get her her wedding ring. And my mom had given me my dad. My dad has since passed. And uh, he, she had given me his an old ring he had had. He bought in Mexico with this huge diamond on it. And the idea was <laughs> I was going to get a different band because my dad got this ring. It was a big, thick it looked like a Godfather ring, right? I was gonna take, <laughs> old man ring. I was gonna take this diamond he had gotten from Mexico. And I always remember because he was like, "I got this amazing ring and this diamond, and it's amazing." Something and you've known about for years. For years, like, he, like your mom keeps it in a safety deposit box. Yeah, like so she goes, "It's yours," and I was like, "Oh, mom, you know, it's a whole thing." So I was like, "Okay, thank you," and I will take this, you know, and save a couple bucks, <laughs> and put this big diamond on Leanna's new uh, new wedding ring band. So I bring it to the jewelers. <laughs> We know where this is going. <laughs> and I, I have this in like this really nice box. It's, a, it's got a lock and key on it. Right. <laughs> I take, I open up the box. I go, here's this very precious ring. And she goes, oh, let me see it. And the jeweler takes it, puts this thing on her eye, looks at the diamond. It doesn't even take a second. She goes, that's a cubic zirconia. <laughs> and I went, wait, wait, wait. Look at it a little longer. She goes, no. Ugh. I go, just <laughs> 10 more seconds. Did you look at it for at least 10 seconds? No, that's really a cubic zirconia. <laughs> Oh my God! So, <clears throat> anyway, Ugh. so because my dad probably they went to like these you know little uh, shops in Mexico and somebody probably told him it was like a, a blood diamond. Yeah, like I got this amazing thing coming the back. <laughs> a blood diamond. Oh my God, it's horrible. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. like I got this special diamond here. It here yeah, it is. I keep it in the back room. Yeah. So at least he he always thought it was you know. But I I found out the hard way and it was embarrassing. So I was like, okay, we'll just put it back in my. And you have to tell your mom. Yeah, she's been having keeping a safety deposit box all yeah. these years. So, Ugh. but but I, I did keep that ring when we eloped. You walked my beautiful wife down our aisle, and it was in my uh, it was in my pocket. So I, it did have a sentimental value to me. Well, yeah, the it, sentimental value is yeah. far more greater than even if it was a real diamond, buddy. There right. you go. Right, and, I, and then I lost it the next day. You lost it, <laughs> and then I found. I think my mom found it somewhere. Yeah, but you, you got married in a forest. Did I know. You lose it in the forest, but I put it in my pocket, and then. Yeah, something happened afterwards, and I was like, where's that ring? And then I guess it fell in my suitcase or something. But your mom I, found it, though. She did find it later. Oh, she God. was like, did, did your dad, didn't, you lost it. So anyway. That's why you weren't having a good time with the reception? <laughs> I was like, I was, like, I'm like, buddy, loosen up. You just got married. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all stressed sweaty. and sweaty. I just lost my dad's ring. I, but you don't want to tell anyone? <laughs> don't worry, it's a cubert. Don't worry, it's a cubert zirconia, so at least. <laughs> oh, my God, that's horrible. You're listening to The Kid Carson Show. The Kid Carson Show. Zed. 95.3. I'm going to test your brain here. And there's all these studies that say, like, everything we ever consume is somewhere in our mind. It's banked away. And it's always funny how at certain moments in time we can pull out those memories. You know, like a song you heard 10 years ago, suddenly you hear it and you remember all the lyrics. It's like, I didn't even know, I, I didn't even think I knew those lyrics. But it's in there in your subconscious somewhere. Right. This is going to be a test of your memory, your subconscious. I'm going to have you listen to something. And if you can figure out what movie this is from, you might be a genius. Because this woman who took an acting class with, you know, this is like a professional, like high-end trained actors. And they had to go home and 
prepare a monologue, which I guess means I'm not an actor. You're, you, you are an actor, Jordan. Yeah. So you have to like get up and, you know, read or, or off the, off your top of your head, like a several minute thing. Yeah. And everyone sits there and judges you and you have to pretend like you're that character. And usually it's dramatic. Very dramatic. Right. Very serious and very dramatic. So this woman, everyone had to come home, uh, you know, come into class that day and perform their monologue. She performed her monologue, but she took it from a ridiculous comedy movie that most of us have seen. And not a single person in her class, including her professor, noticed that it was taken from a ridiculous movie from, I don't know, what year would you say? The 2000s. In the 2000s? It might be late 90s, but yeah, or maybe late 90s, early 2000s. Like a cultural movie that's it's so popular, as soon as you hear it, you'll go, oh my God, like I've seen that. Everyone has seen it, okay? So listen to this woman, perform this monologue, see if you can decide, play a game with the, whoever's in the car with you. Who can guess what movie it's from? Okay, you ready? Take a listen. My father would womanize. He would drink. Make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. Sometimes he would accuse chestnuts of being lazy. Sort of general malaise that the genius possess and the insane lament. (laughs) My childhood was typical. Summers in Rangoon. Luge lessons. In the spring, we'd make meat helmets. There we go. That's the that's the clip. Very dramatic. I mean, she's believable. Yeah, it's like, like Oscar worthy right there. Right. Yeah. She sounds like someone who's going to win something. Yeah. At some point. And when you find out what she's, if it's based on, you go like, she will win something one day. So I'm curious now to know if anyone could guess what that was, because um, we're now we're going to play the original. My father would womanize. He would drink. <laughs> He would make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. Sometimes he would accuse chestnuts of being lazy. (laughs) The sort of general malaise that only the genius possess and the insane lament. My childhood was typical. (laughs) Summers in Rangoon, luge lessons. In the spring, we'd make meat helmets. (laughs) Now it's so obvious. Austin Powers. Austin Powers. My father would woman. Dr. Evil. My father would womanize. He would drink. Make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. <laughs> I don't know why that line always gets My childhood was typical. Typical. My childhood was typical. The Hollywood Minute with Jordan McCloskey. What's up, buddy? Have you run out of things to watch on Netflix? Well, there is a show that has 48 million views in just 28 days. They're saying it's Netflix's biggest hit, and it's called... Nurse Ratchet. Mm, tell me more. I'm intrigued. It's okay. So it's a prequel, an origin story to the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with Jack Nicholson back in the 60s, where he goes to a hospital and there's this awful nurse named Nurse Ratchet. And people now use that as a thing. Like if you have a battle axe, they say battle axe of a, of a nurse that's really awful to you. They say, oh, she's like Nurse Ratchet. Like oh. She's really evil and cruel and awful. So this is, it sounds pretty tempting to watch this series now, but this is her <laughs> origin story. And it looks, it's apparently amazing. My wife is obsessed with it. She really? loves this. I've never heard of it before. Yeah. And I've never seen One Flew, Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I have. I just, it's one of those movies that you always see. It's like The Godfather. You hear about it. Yeah. And I always, every time someone brings it up, I go, God, I can't believe I haven't seen that. It sounds like one of those epic, you know, famous Hollywood yeah, you've got to see. I think that's the one that got Jack Nicholson to be Jack Nicholson, hmm. and uh, yeah. So Nurse Ratchet is the is the antagonist in it. 
Excuse me. You're eating my peach. I don't see your name on it. And who would do that? Do what? Put their name on a peach. Somebody who really wanted it. No one has ever put their name on a peach. I've seen it done. No, you haven't. What are you going to do about it? What are you, deaf? No. Just thinking of all the things I'm going to do about it. Oh, oh. So it's like a psychological thriller type thing, right. horror kind of thing? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's by the, the people who did American Horror Story. Um, you know, those 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 shows so yeah. it's a little bit dark and it's uh who's the actress that it's in it she's great anyway so yeah nurse ratchet everybody's talking That's a lot about. of views in a short amount of time yeah well they're saying it's like they're one of their biggest hits now wow. in stranger things i love the music in it too whether hey. she walks in, whether she walks in the room that's the oh yeah so it's like her walking the room nurse ratchet all right check it out chris pratt was trending yesterday on twitter apparently people were wondering who the best Chris was in Hollywood. So there's Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. Oh my God. And Chris Pratt. People are so bored. Unfortunately, (laughs) unfortunately, Chris Pratt. You can buy two candies. Two? Can I help you? (laughs) That's him in Parks and Recreation. Chris Pratt was voted or tweeted the least liked Chris. I know. Uh I like Chris Pratt. That he's hilarious. Ruined, that must have ruined his day. So he's married. Damn it, I'm the worst liked Chris. Dude, oh my gosh. Robert Downey Jr. People got their Marvel Universe care because, you know, he was in the Marvel. He was uh, in Guardians, right? Right. So Robert Downey Jr. was tweeting, why is, why, like he was sticking up for Chris Pratt. And then his. Robert Downey Jr., why is he getting involved in this well, stupid he was, stuff? He was Iron Man and they did Avengers together. Oh my God. Right? And so he's like, you all, is it, he's a solid. <laughs> is, is Robert Downey Jr. also weighing in on the color of. Uh, Billy Eilish's new shoe. Is it <laughs> mint, mint green or or white and pink? Well, his, his, his wife, Chris Pratt's wife, who's now Schwarzenegger's um, daughter, was they tweeted, is this really what we need? There's so much going on in the world and people are struggling in so many ways. Being mean is so yesterday. So everybody's exactly. taking it serious. Come on. I'm like, We're fighting over that. Come on. Okay. Spe- who, well, who is the best Chris? Did we ever get to the bottom? Now, why uh, do I who care? Who would be the best Chris? Why okay, let's, su- let's think about it. Let's no, see I, don't wanna, I don't want to think about it. I don't know why I asked. Okay, You're I, sucking me into these I stupid stories. I would say, wait, I want to think about it. Did someone win? Or was there a winner? I think I could, Hemsworth. Oh, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, Thor. he was the winner. But I would I would pick Chris Pratt, because I think he's hilarious. I don't care. <laughs> really? <laughs> you don't care? What else going on? That it? We had, um, no, no, there's actually another, another Netflix uh, documentary coming out with Sean Mendez. And it's about his his life and who he is. And here's a clip. You first get on the stage and ego comes rushing in. And it goes, don't mess up. And then about 30 seconds in, you go, oh, yeah, I'm just a guy and I love music. So it's a trailer. It's called In Wonder. Oh, yeah, I'm just a guy. (laughs) It's called In Wonder. And it's a story not about a famous musician, they say, but a story about a guy just growing up. Hmm. In Ajax, Ontario. This is a story of a guy growing up. My whole thing is he's grown his hair long. That's that's what Sean Mendez used to have the short hair, and now he's got the long hair. He looks yeah. like he's the lead singer of Soundgarden. Wow. <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> that's my takeaway from it. Well, guess what? Okay. What? That's your Hollywood Minute. The Hollywood Minute with Jordan McCloskey.